All right. We're live, baby. We're live for the first time on camera. Yes, sir. The one thing no one wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I've been one of this. Uh, I mean, me too, but we both know the <laughs> what this entails when it yeah, comes to actually recording. The video. hassle. Yeah, this is going to be fun. But it is cool. <laughs> it is cool. I do. I did one video on this. So yeah, let's let's see how it goes. Let's play the intro and start it off. Play that intro. gets better and better every time it gets worse and worse every time episode 10 and we've been on a hiatus for a minute now yeah for a little while yeah it's been almost a month yeah. if not a month i'd say a month if not a little more i mean definitely Man. more by the time this goes live yeah i mean it, it was necessary because we didn't, we didn't even really tell people what was going on. We just stopped out of the blue. Like you can yeah. all see, we, we just wanted to, we, we released nine episodes and we obviously, <clears throat> the uploads and the platforms and all of that and how we would go with it. And yeah, so for episode 10, we decided that it would be a good place to start doing actual video and upgrade the podcast, so to say. So. By the time this goes live, we'll actually have a website. Yeah. We'll have video. Which Buy our merch. Can... <laughs> I don't know if we'll have merch. We might have merch. I don't know. It's coming. It's coming in the future. It's coming in the future. Yeah. It might be out by this by the time this drops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Check out our website, collabjam.com. If we have merch, don't go support the brand. If we don't. <laughs> It'll for sure comes. <laughs> We're still figuring out some kinks, but we really wanted to to record this one. And and yeah, man, what what do you have to say about all this? I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm glad we're doing this, man. Just finally showing ourselves in a visual form instead of just audio, and really upping our game, bro. Doing this with the video, getting our website going, bro. Our yeah. future merch. <laughs> leveling up baby yeah leveling up but i am definitely proud of ourselves i mean we we sort of started the podcast out of like we just didn't have anything new to do because there's so much i mean obviously you can do a lot within music but we wanted a new challenge so it came out of the blue almost but we definitely have been leveling up uh within the podcast ever since we started we've gotten a lot of downloads and listens I've come to find that a lot of people are making use of our code. I'm, and I'm happy we're doing video because I feel like that's kind of the, the thing that we were missing. Yeah, the next step. But yeah, man, we're doing video. Let's see how this first episode goes. There might be a lot of weird kinks to it. Um, stuff we have to tweak out as we go edit, edit it and all that. But do let us know um, your thoughts after watching this. Yeah, bro. What what are your thoughts on on the whole hiatus that we were doing on? I think it was needed. I think it was definitely needed with the hiatus to give us some time to just recoup energetically and and kind of plan on what we're gonna do next. It felt good to not edit anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. And I know that there was a lot of pressure as well on on the whole like 
weekly episodes. So, so that's also something that we're changing up. Um, yeah. We're only, we're only going to do the podcasts twice, uh, twice a month or once every other week, just so that we can properly edit everything, make sure that everything's well aligned and that we can actually focus on the details of promoting this podcast and getting all of the content out for you guys. Um, so yeah, just make sure that we, we provide the best possible product. That, that was getting a little, a little hectic. I mean, it was fun, but you know, it was, it was a little hectic sometimes. Especially with everything going on with, I mean, you yeah. were the one uh, mixing the podcast props to you for sure. Um, but yeah, with music stuff going on, work and all that, and just life in general, it's, it's, it becomes yeah. tight as fuck. Yeah. Especially life. Just loves throwing things at you. But this is going to be fun with this whole new step. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited about this. And if it doesn't stick, I don't care. I, I dig it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. So what are we talking about today? First video episode. What's the topic? You wanted to, to discuss something, right? Yeah, our, our damn net hurt moments. Shout out to Pain One for that. Basically, our moments where we felt like we could have done better in the past and and realize the moments we should have capitalized on and done better with. Because I can say right off the bat, for me, one thing that, you know, I wish I could have capitalized on was YouTube as a whole. Because I've been on YouTube for a long, long time. Like I was posting beats on YouTube back in like 2009. So I didn't even think of it as like a business opportunity back then. It was just, you know, something to do as a hobby. And then back then it was easy to rank too. Like you could put out a Drake type beat and have like, I put out a Drake type beat and had 60,000 views on there. And that was crazy. But I wish I would have like capitalized on that as a business venture. Cause you know, like a Taz Taylor came along and really looked at it like a business model and really succeeded with that. With me, I was like, eh, it's just a hobby. I missed out on so much money. <laughs> it just it's has true. to come down to that. I mean, yeah, it is, I, I guess it is true, but like, it was a different time because even be, because even this was way before the type beat situation. Because when we first started going on YouTube, type beats wasn't a thing. That alone was different, but YouTube's algorithm worked worked differently. I think it was I don't know how to say it, but yeah, it, it definitely wasn't as random as it seems to be now. And so you could find your audience in in a more easier way so to say and it wasn't oversaturated as it is now because yeah I, I think that the type beats, there weren't too many people back then that too but even the type beat situation although it is a great way for people to find a specific type of beat there's so many people doing that now that it's tough to like get out of the bubble from that type of marketing um move so it feels like almost you need a new version of the type beat to to start getting out there right more. yeah you got to work a bit harder now to really get out there and be successful with the type beats and stuff like your work ethic got to be on point with it and not to say that it was easy for people to make it because obviously tess taylor and and people like that who who blew up on youtube i don't think they they had it easy because of the time they they they, they did it it just feels like it's 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 tougher now because of the oversaturation, so to say. Yeah, but I ain't going to lie. I'm not going to lie. 
I think it was easy. I'm not saying that they didn't put in any work or grind or anything like that, but it was way, way easier. It, it was just nobody easier, really yeah. tapped it. Yeah, easier. Like nobody, but nobody really tapped into that type of business model that he made it into. Like people really weren't capitalizing on, they weren't posting tight beats every day. Like people would like put out a tight beat or whatever. And then, you know, a lot of people, like I said, looked at it as like a hobby, like myself, just like, yeah, I'll put out whatever just for attention. Like people were more so doing it for attention, not really following that business model of attacking YouTube and really focusing on that. So I feel, I feel like you either have <clears throat> that type of marketing mentality or you don't. And you can get to it. You can integrate that into your into your like routine and all that. But it is tough to to break into it because it is very. It can become very tiresome. It can still be very creative if you know what you're doing and all that. But I personally always hate it. I, I I'm really not a big fan of social media in general. When it comes to marketing, I've always had a tough time of actually getting into it. Yeah. Although I was always on YouTube whenever I was releasing beats and all that. I do feel like my my damn that hurt moment was probably like not doing actual beat making videos. Like beat making videos are huge. It could be the simplest shit. They would still perform well. And even nowadays they still mm -hmm. perform well. And I want to get into it still, even though I feel like maybe I'm a bit late to the party. Um, I I do want to get into it, but I feel like that's that's where I lacked off because. There was really, I, I was always coming up with, with excuses. Like, ah, I want it to look good, but I don't have like the right equipment. I don't have a good camera. The mm. scene isn't that interesting. It's just me and maybe in a blank wall behind me, something like that. So there was always <laughs> these underlying excuses going on. And yeah. I think they were mainly just me finding a way of being able to be lazy about it. Is obviously yeah, making it beat making videos. Like you have to sync up your DAW and you have to have the camera set up, record it, make sure that the audio is good and that it sync up with the video, edit it, then post it, and all of that crap. And when you're doing already so much, it's easy to fall in the mistake of just like neglecting those types of things. But it was definitely just excuses. Like there was no real reason for me not to do it. And it would have been a lot better for me growing my business uh instead of it yeah for sure yeah and i think some like you're saying that and we get in our own way a lot of times like we like you said come up with all these excuses uh this got to be perfect and that's got to be perfect and this got to be right before i try to tackle it but in reality people really don't give a shit as much as you think they do oh for sure like honestly they just want to you know see what you do and possibly learn something from it but yeah it is entertaining It's entertaining, even if it's not the best quality possible. But I feel like there's so much great content out there uh, with mm -hmm. great quality and all that, that, that you feel this, this subtle pressure of, I mean, how am I going to... Like you got to compete with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> you don't, but you kind of do. And so you feel like, eh, but if I put like a shitty ass recording of me playing the beat and it's like the audio is crap or the video is, is crap or whatever. Because if the quality isn't great, the only person who's really going to care a lot about it is you. Other people don't care. Mm -hmm. 
If it's somewhat entertaining, it'll do well. If it's also educational, even better. But the quality doesn't really matter. I, I, I remember finding a lot of channels that had like over 200,000 subscribers on YouTube. And their video quality was still super bad. I, I don't even know, bro. It was just terrible, you know? And <laughs> it didn't matter. Like the content was there. So the video was entertaining. Like people clearly wouldn't were enjoying it regardless. So it, it's just what you say we get in our own way. Because people don't care about those details. So yeah, I would say. And that can even be your your whole like that can be somebody's aesthetic too. Like low quality <laughs> production on yeah. video. Like you can lean into that and that could be your thing. That is true. Yep, just like this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> low Fabio. quality, low budget. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But we're leaning into it, baby. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I feel like that's probably my my biggest them that hurt moment. Just not investing in the visual end of it when we live in such a visually based era. And it could have been such a huge boost. It could have not, but I, I believe it would have been. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I wish I would have ventured into that more early on. But, I mean, at least we're making steps now to try to work towards fixing those past mistakes or past things we could have did. But it it would have definitely been a game changer back then. Oh, for sure. Like early on in our careers. And see, that's another thing. I don't I don't think of myself as someone who who rides other other people's successes. So if like if you were to blow up, I wouldn't try to ride your wave. But I would like to provide said wave to friends of mine if I were to have that type of success. So if I were to blow up, <clears throat> I would like to bring you with me and so many other friends of mine, producer friends of mine, with me because like <clears throat> we've been here. And if if I'm going to reach the top, I want to be there with, with my homies. So that's my type of mentality. So obviously, <laughs> God damn it. So obviously, um, <clears throat> I end up wanting to, I end up thinking of like, shit, if I were to have gotten better, then it could have also provided for, for some of my friends. That could have been better. Because I see so many of us struggling to to get out there to that point mm-hmm. that i feel like as a collective we can actually make it easier and so i would like to to be a part of like what glues people together to to make it that far oh yeah man thinking you know about others and not just yourself i tell you what if you blow up in any way i'm riding your coattail all the way <laughs> i'm riding the wave. No, bro, that's, that's the point. I mean, you specifically, that's the point where I cut ties with the podcast. All of our collabs are just thrown into the <laughs> trash, and I'm never speaking to you again. Oh, come on, bro. After all these years, you just, I'm like, yeah, screw this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just around to see if Shucks. you blew up first, but I guess I did, so. <laughs> hey, hopefully we both blow up with this podcast. Hey, we might. Podcast is doing good, bro. So we I mean, yeah, could be for just starting out. There's a lot of people who blow up 
on on stuff that they they didn't expect to. So you never know, bro. Yeah, bro. We definitely gonna blow up. That's a fact. I'm speaking it into existence. And if you're out there and you're creative as well, not even just a creative, if you're out there just trying to make it wherever you are on whatever you do, just fucking put it out there. You got to put in the work, of course, but put it out there in the world. Just say it. But yeah, bro, did you have any other damn that hurt moments? Oh, that's probably like the biggest damn that hurt moment for me. It's just not capitalizing on YouTube and not taking it serious enough. Like not really focusing on just every every aspect of it, the visual part, make beat making videos. If I did that, that would have been incredible. I do want to do that now, but like more so, like uh, just showing my process behind things. But yeah, that's my biggest thing. I just never took it serious enough because I was just having fun with it, which is great. I mean, I learned a lot, got better, but but yeah, that's probably like the biggest damn that hurt. Seeing how far other people went when they was serious about it. And I'm like trying to play catch up. But you don't think that it's like too late in that aspect, right? Or do you? Of course not. Of course not. It's never too late. I just, I just have to work harder now. It's like when you, when you realize that a certain market early on was like, it was an open lane. It was an open lane for attack. And you missed that lane early on. So now the lane's a little bit tighter. So you just have to work harder. But no, it's not too late. I'm still going to put in the work. But even if you're just starting now to focus on that, it's not like you're starting from scratch because you already have a huge background. Yeah. So at least you have that type of boost into it, even if you're only focusing on it now. And you've been going strong on YouTube. But but speaking of like recording your process... And doing beat making videos and all that. Did you ever ponder of maybe doing like streaming for like streaming beat making sessions, stuff like that? Like like Twitch type stuff, like live streaming stuff? Maybe like Twitch, yeah. Or maybe not even streaming live, but at least like do the whole shebang of you recording yourself throughout and showcasing the like breaking it down, speaking to the camera and all that. It's like this whole camera situation for me is new. I never really right. got comfortable speaking in front of the camera. Although for the podcast, it's feeling somewhat nat- natural. And I think that at some point it's because I'm talking to you and not talking to the camera and thus myself, so to say. So yeah. I don't know. Did you ever ponder that yourself for those types of videos and content? Yeah. I, d- I mean, I definitely did. I've pondered it all, like as far as streaming, like eventually getting to that or like doing beat breakdowns, talking about each part and stuff. But now, if I do it now, I'm probably not going to do all like that beat breakdown stuff and be like, oh, I started with this, breaking this beat down. I started with this melody or whatever. It would probably just be me like making a beat from scratch or something and showing like specifically for me, I would like to put out like tutorials or not even tutorials, just my process of how I make certain types of music. Like Neo Soul, for example, not too many people really make neo soul beats or music so showing my process would probably help out a lot of people so that would be more so my approach now i would dig to see those types of tutorials from you because you do like like we've spoken about before like you have a lot of versatility in your sound and you do put a lot of detail into into your tracks so i do really i would really like to understand <clears throat> your thought process behind like getting into 
getting the right progression set, like the chords you use and all that type of, like the sounds you, you decide to use for a track. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've had people ask me or leave comments like, hey, bro, can you do like a tutorial on this or tutorial on that? I don't like, I don't, I honestly don't like the word tutorial because it feels too, too stiff to me because everybody has their own way of doing something. So I'm just sharing my perspective. The tutorial is like, oh, I'm teaching you specifically how to do this. And these are the rules and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. things, the yeah. outlines you have to follow. But I'm going to get to it, man. I'm going to get to it. Yeah, I would like to see it. Hopefully now with a, with a video podcast, you'll be like, eh, here's the incentive I needed. I might get on TikTok too. <laughs> look, at me, look at me play the piano. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to be... A TikToker, you can still do TikToks for that, but I would love to see you on TikTok. Not gonna lie. I don't know if that's gonna happen. I don't know if that's gonna happen. I know, like that's the new wave. That's the new thing. And see, this might be my damn that hurt part two. <laughs> I I don't get on TikTok. I'm like, yeah, screw TikTok. And then yeah, like, what's your man, what's your I'm problem? So with many TikTok. opportunities. In what sense is TikTok a problem to you? Because are you talking about TikTok as like the whole dance and viral content that goes on on TikTok or do you mean TikTok in general because you can still make like let's say a beat making video as you would for YouTube and just reform it in a way that it will work for TikTok as well as Instagram Reels I guess so that's what I mean by you being on TikTok just re repeating your content onto that platform no yeah no I totally I, I totally get what you're saying you're not saying like put out, you know, uh, stupid dance videos or nothing like that. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, just get your beat bumping just, into a Fortnite dance. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that would probably go quite far, honestly. But I don't know, man. It's just something just turns me off about it. Just the whole nature of that short video style, and I don't know, just makes me feel it's weird. Not that short nowadays. I think you can do three minute TikToks now. Really? They extended. I think so. I think the maximum was hmm. one minute, and I think now it's three. I could be wrong, but I think that's what it is now. And also, the other thing that kind of tears me from it is is the I have this thing of where I see everybody else doing it, and it makes me not want to do what everybody else is doing. <laughs> if that makes sense, it's like once everybody's yeah. running to something, it's I like now I'm trying to I'm trying to ride the wave too. It's like yeah, I might as well <laughs> jump on board because everybody else is doing it. But see, that's that's what, and I think you're the same as I am. We just end up, we end up riding the wave when it's already starting to die out. True. I know True. I'm like that with like with trends in general, but I, I guess mainly with with like fashion trends, so to say. I know I, I get late to the party because I just don't. I don't at at the start. I guess I'm kind of old hearted at that point uh, in that sense. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't get why this is, like, why is this a trend now? And then after, like, five years of everyone just doing it and starting to fade into the other thing, I'm like, oh, that was actually pretty cool. I must try it. <laughs> yeah. I Everyone's starting say, to wear like skinny jeans, and I'm like, you know what? Baggy jeans are dope now. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If you're, if you're still wearing baggy jeans, God bless you. Hey, bro, I'm not wearing baggy jeans, but they're... Uh, they're doing a, a comeback. I guess we're kind of getting into a weird cycle. 
Yeah, see, people are what they're trying to probably do is take the baggy jeans because they was ugly as hell, and they're probably trying to reinvent it in some type of fashion way. Like, ah, yes, we can make it cool. I'm not wearing no baggy jeans ever. I'm not wearing them again, but I don't know. But maybe now it becomes a trend again, and in five years I'll be like, they look cool again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna say never. Uh, As long as you don't wear the uh, Kanye SpongeBob boots. The ones with the holes in them. Them fucking boots was humongous. The ones that look like <clears throat> iPhone cases for your for your shoes. Yeah, them joints was huge. I think I think they're still kind of trendy. Are we talking about the same thing? Yeah, I think we are. But you know what we're definitely going to talk about, which is the same thing. Uh oh, are we going there? Give me the cue. Yes, bro, do it. Beatstars.com. Hell yeah, <laughs> miss that shit. <laughs> Beatstars.com, bro. As usual, we are sponsored yeah. by Beatstars. Thank you, Beatstars. They've been supporting the podcast. Uh, I've come to find that a lot of you guys are are, are using our our codes. Um, if you don't know what Beatstars is, Beatstars is a digital music marketplace where you can sell your beats, or if you're an artist, a, a rapper, or singer, you can buy your your beats there from thousands or millions of producers. And there are so many dope placements coming out of BeatStars. You have Lil Nas X's, Old Town Road, uh, CJ's Whoopty, Soldier Boy's, She Make It Clap. And there are so many more that if you go to BeatStars Publishing uh, on Instagram, you'll find out every week new drops coming out from BeatStars producers. We've been sponsored by BeatStars since the very first episode. We're still sponsored by them and we're very grateful. And because of that, if you use our coupon code CHECKPOINT, you'll get the first month free. And this means you'll get access to everything that BeatStars has to offer. And that includes uh, selling your beat sound kits, services such as mixing and mastering or design if you're not even a musician. You have coupon codes, you have license templates, so you don't even need to know the legal part of it to the extent of having to build out a contract. BeatStars already offers you templates for you to go off of. There's a plethora of marketing tools for your newsletters, your merch. So there's so much that BeatStars offers for you in just one place. The maximum you'll pay per month is $19.99. You'll get the first month free. You test everything out. And if you're and if you like it, which I'm sure you will, you can just leave it on and you'll be charged only for the second month forward. Uh, if you don't like it, which I highly doubt it, you can just cancel it before the, the, sex, the second month comes in. So make sure you go over to BeatStars.com slash sell dash beats and use the coupon code checkpoint for 30 days off your first subscription and yeah let us know what you think of it if you've been listening to the podcast and you've used our code let us know in in the social media that that you'll find at collab jam and yeah we're we're just curious to know we know a lot of people have been using the code, but we're curious to know what your experience has been. Because obviously, Darrell and I have been users of the platform for, for years now. This episode is going live a bit later, but did you see that $200 million were paid to creators yeah. uh, through yeah. Stars? Yeah, man, that's amazing. The newest milestone reached by our producer community 
not just producers, artists, as well as I, as I said, BeatStars uh, supports all, all artists. And yeah, $200 million paid to creators. That's insane, bro. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of money. A lot of money. And that's like, because I, I know that uh, that we reached 150 million. Yeah, not that long ago, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I believe it's in less than one year, we've reached 50 million, 50 million plus. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. So we can say that YouTube is oversaturated and there's a lot of offer out there, but clearly there's a market for everyone. And if mm -hmm. you're thinking about becoming a producer, if you're thinking about, if you're already a producer and you're still on the fence of whether or not you should sell your beats, do it. I'm not even saying this to, to get you on BeatStars, although obviously that would be the, the way to go, but just do it because um, I remember seven years ago, I was not sure whether or not I, I, it, was, it was worth getting into selling beats. Why, why do you think that? Because, bro, it's, it, I, I don't know, I'm sure it's somewhat the same out there, although America is the land of the, of the dreams or whatever, right? Um, but <laughs> out here, you have that mentality of, oh, you want to be a musician? Eh. And the chances of you making it as an artist here are slim. The chances of you making it as a producer here are tough. Right. But obviously, as a producer, you you can venture off into an international plan and having platforms like BeatStars and all that, that make, that make it possible for you to get your music out there and sold uh, overseas. It makes it more a possibility for you to live out of making beats or producing music in general, uh, much like yeah. a lot of producers on, on the platform are doing. Um, but seven years ago, I was still very fresh into, like I was already making beats, but I was still very fresh into the whole selling beat situation so i was like eh, it's probably going to be as tough as it is to simply be a singer in portugal and obviously right. there are it's challenge but like it seems so more feasible so much more feasible after you understand everything that goes on and you see so many dope producers just living off of it and living well not even just like making it to the end of the month no like actually having dope lives because of it yeah having having mansions and and Lambo four cars and, and yeah yeah <laughs> I'm gonna get there one day. <laughs> hey, bro! I think that's the way of thinking. Just like you, you will make it because if other people can, why can't you? Obviously, you got to put in the work, but it's possible. There's yeah, ways definitely. of doing it. Did you ever have doubts about that? Of like whether or not you should do it, or whether or not you would make it. Or are you always like, nah, my beats are fire, bro. It's only a matter of time. Nah, I never, <laughs> I never thought about it like that. But I don't, I don't think I can say I really had any doubts because I honestly never looked at it as a something to jump into. It just kind of gradually happened on its own. Like naturally, it was like an organic transition from just doing music into getting into making it like a, you know, a lifestyle. So I never really doubted it because I never looked at it like that. I never looked at it like, oh, I'm about to become a beat seller. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened. Yeah, I do get that. If that makes sense. 
like I never, I never said, I, I think I separated it somewhat because it was never a matter of if I'm going to make beats, I want to make them to make a living out of it. I started swaying mm-hmm. into the, I want to make a living out of it so that I can make beats. And so it wasn't as much a matter of whether or not I can make the beats. It was just a matter of, okay, I want to be able to just do this. And for that, I need the money. And for that, I need to make money out of it. I totally understand. And now I don't even care if I'm making money out of it. I just want to like work with the <laughs> best people. <laughs> it came full circle. Right. Funny how that works. But yeah, it's great that BeatStars have, has given access to people in like places where you're at, where it's not a popular thing, you know, so that you can reach out and really branch out overseas and connect with people on that realm and really make it a possibility to make a living in a place that it's more tough to be a musician in general. Like, that's really, really dope. I didn't know it was that tough to be a musician over there. It is. I mean, obviously, if you're in the mainstream type of level, you're you're good. But it's somewhat tough to get there. You can, obviously, you got to know the right people. you got to know how to conduct yourself. But in general, it's a tough it's a tough market for you to be able to live off of. But I would also have to assume it's like tough to make a living and all that. Like the musicians, I would assume that everybody is like, it's like a smaller circle of people doing music. So it would almost be like once, once you have some type of name, almost everybody knows who you are. Sort of, kind of. I feel like in hip hop, growing up, I feel like in hip hop, that's somewhat the case of like underground rappers. Somehow a lot of people just know them, you know, like, there's an, another ground rapper from Lisbon and people from both ends of the country know who, who he is, but, but that's specific to hip hop. And I feel like we still have that type mm. of culture quite alive here, which is dope. Uh, I do think that the hip hop culture really perceived well in Portugal, but in music in general, I don't, I'm not, I'm not as sure. I'm not as super into the, the Portuguese scene as maybe I should. But yeah, I feel like it's it's a bit tougher for you to break out. Even though we are smaller and all that, I think it's a bit tougher for you to break out. Whereas there, it feels like you can find opportunities somewhat, e- somewhat easily. Right. It feels like you have a lot more opportunities in that sense. Yeah. Ways to go about That's it. That's definitely true. Hey, man, you got to take over the Portuguese scene. You got to put on lock. Blow it all up. Just have the plan beats <laughs> everywhere. And everybody looking at it like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> is there a lot that, that you feel like you want to do differently moving forward? We're like halfway into the the year. I feel like there was more that I wanted to have done this year already. I wanted to put out more right. music this year, like on streaming and all that. Uh, I do have some projects like in the works, but I felt like... I would be able to have dropped some of them already. What are your thoughts into like the rest of 2022? Mm, that's a very good question. You're a great interviewer, sir. I have to say that. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hopefully so I can have my own late night show one of these days. Uh, for me, I mean, it'd definitely be wrapping up the projects. Like, well, our projects specifically. That is yeah. definitely a big thing that I want to get done. Um, I want to up my kick game more too, like the output on that. 
I would like to get to the point where I can just put out just put out more kits quicker without losing without losing quality or anything like that. It still have to be, you know, great, but just having a better work ethic on putting out more. Cause I see people dropping stuff like shout out to memory, man. Like that dude is geez. It's like every week is a new a new pack out. The guys over at Blackout Kits uh, also have a bunch of, of kits coming out, like left and right. I know Forbes, who is ahead of it, he's just he just puts in the work. Um, so yeah, definitely shout out to Forbes as well and everyone at Blackout Kits. But I do get you, like keeping the quality but still but upgrading the quantity. How many kits are you putting out in average? Not even one a month at this point. Like maybe every three to four months, maybe. That's being gracious. Like it really takes me time to to put out kits. But you're very meticulous about your but kits. I, that is true. That is true. But if I could keep that that type of, you know, mentality, but just speed up the process to get it done more, I would definitely like to do that. Like put out more kits in the rest of this year and get this podcast rolling and and up and, and doing better. Do you have a specific goal to the kits of like doing one a month or more even? I just want to be able to do it. Just put out more content. Because people are definitely rocking with it. So I still got to check out the ones you sent me. Yeah, I know. I know, sir. I know. Hey, I'm looking out because you're a good friend. And you're slacking. That's got to be your well, goal this point, and my goal is to stop only... slacking, man. Stop slacking. I ain't slacking. I ain't slacking. You slacking. I do be working on stuff. Not as much as I wish I was, but I, I do be working on stuff. So cut me some slack. Now what I do got to <laughs> get more into it. <laughs> uh, that's, that's definitely for sure. But again, it's me getting in my own way. That's what it is. Who knows when we're going to drop it. <laughs> we drop it when we drop it. Just stay tuned. <laughs> we're just going to drop it on the podcast. So only if you're listening oh, to it. Yeah. Oh, smart thinking there. I mean, we could have, we could have like a. Spicy. An album listening before actually releasing that, on the podcast. That would be fire. That would be fire. Hey, let's let's make it happen. Yeah, bro. let's make it happen. If you want it to happen, let us know. If you don't want it to happen, we might do it still, just for the fucking. We still want to do it. Yeah, you we're just still doing. Just it. don't tune in, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about this new new phase of our podcast. Season uh, two. Season two of Collab Jam. Fight, yeah. Season two of Collab Jam. I think it's gonna be dope. Let us know. Let us know your thoughts on all this. Do you look good? Do you look extra bad? Do you think we should just cut off the camera and stay on, on vocals? <laughs> I look amazing. Let us know. You you look terrible, but I didn't want to tell you. Thanks. I think honesty is <laughs> the foundation of our relationship. Um, <laughs> that's why I hate you. So oh, for appreciate sure. that, bro. <laughs> Yeah, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna completely ignore all that. Anything I want to tell the audience before we go? Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. And get a B Stars account.
Beatstars.com. <laughs> Beatstars.com. Couldn't have said it better. Uh, we appreciate all the love, all the support. Uh, we hope it stays that well, and we're, we're going to be here open to suggestions. So feel free to reach out to us at Collab Jam on all social media. Uh, if you have any type of information, if you want to maybe pop up on one of our episodes and you have good information or anything that could be a failure to the audience, uh, feel free to reach out as well on our email, uh, collabjam at gmail.com. As usual, it's been your hosts, uh, The Plan Beats. And the real banks, baby. <laughs> I don't know. I had to do all that. Yeah. No, I love it. <laughs> I miss this. I miss this. <laughs> all right, everyone. Have a good one. All right. Peace. Peace.